Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. That you are here today for what we are calling Vision Sunday. And if you uh, take notes, so we are a note taking church, you can open up that app and you can follow along with us. And we're going to experience some vision for where God is taking us as a church. And I really believe that this is going to be a special day for you. Some of you guys are on the fence trying to figure out if this is the place for you to get involved. I want you to know I think it's going to be solidified. And then we're going to end this thing in just a few minutes with some celebration of all that God is doing. If you're taking notes, you can open up. We're right there in Proverbs chapter 29. And we're going to show you why Vision Sunday is so important. You know, we did one of these at the beginning of the year and everybody's like, why are you doing this again? Well, it's been a crazy year. And, and I think there's many times people get lost and they get this idea of uh, it, the enemy plays with our mind of, of where, what the church is doing, what the church is all about. Maybe you've kind of got a messed up view of what the church is all about. I want to help make it very clear because when the vision is not clear, here's what the Bible is very clear about. When there is no vision, the people do what? Oh, come on. You got to help me out. The people do what? They perish. And so that's not, that, that's not just true about the church. The church will die, but also the people, their relationships will die. Your purpose dies. Finances dies. You need vision in your life. And when we don't have vision, we do crazy stuff. And, and I want you to know that God is not a God that wants death in our lives. He wants to be filled with life and life to the full. The Bible says it this way. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises as some understand slowness. Let me just pause for just a second. He is a faithful God. Can I hear a good amen? I know a lot of you guys, you're thinking, you're going, man, God, is. when is he ever going to come through for me? I don't know if it'll be today, but I know this. You're one day closer than you were yesterday from seeing the breakthrough that God wants to see in your life. Instead, the Bible says he is patient with you. Aren't you glad we serve a God that's patient? He didn't give up on us on the first time or second time or 800th time like a lot of us, but he's not wanting anyone to perish. He doesn't want our city to perish. He doesn't want our region to perish. He doesn't want your, want your children to perish. He wants us to experience life. He wants us all to experience and come to repentance. So how do we do that? We got to re- be reminded and fueled again with the vision. And maybe a lot of you guys have heard this many times what the vision of this church is, but I want to remind you guys quickly about it because it's really important. It stays in front of us because when it's not staying in front of us, here's what'll happen is we'll all do our own thing and we'll all go our own way and the enemy will come in and try to divide like crazy. So let me be very clear about what this vision is. You can write it down in your notes this way, that our church, Radiant Church exists to move people from where they are to where God wants them to be. You are on a spiritual journey and you, let me just say it this way, you haven't arrived yet. And I I know a lot of us think, man, we've gotten to some great places. I want you to know there's more of God for you to experience than you've experienced. So I'm going to help you realize that we're all on this process. There's people that are unsaved, that they need to come into a relationship with Jesus. There's people that are, they just gave their life to the Lord and you need to get baptized and take some next steps. There's some people who have been following God. There's some issues that you need to work out in your life. There's every area of your life that continually needs to be moved from where it is to where God wants it to be. So here's the question that has to be answered is where does God want us to be? 
And you need to know this with your life, because if we're going to be moved from where we are to where God wants us to be, then as a church, we got to be pretty clear on where does God want us to be. And we have three uh, places that we feel like are where we are moving towards as a church that I want to remind you of. The first one is this, is that we move towards Christ. You are created, you are designed, not for religion, not for church, not for rituals. You are designed for a thriving, real relationship with the God of the universe, and you can know him. And if you're trying to figure out what this thing is all about, I want you to know Jesus is what it's all about. We're going to help move you towards him. I love how Paul says it this way. He says, I want to know Christ I want you to know you can know the God of the universe. Somebody that is like revelation in your life today. You thought, man, I'm just here to do church. No, you can know God. And then you can experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. As you get closer to Jesus, I want you to know you're going to experience power that not only raised him from the dead, but it can raise those relationships that are dead to life. It can bring your purpose to life. It can bring those addictions and those things that are, can't seem to, to find, you find freedom, you can find freedom in it. I want you to know there's something powerful as we move closer to Christ. And this isn't just from unsaved to saved. I'm telling you, you believers in here, you've had to follow God. There's more of God for you to experience than you've experienced. You, you can't get it in a one lifetime. That is why I believe eternity in heaven will never get old. Think about that. Why would it never get old for us to sit there in heaven, constantly sitting there going, man, it's another day. It's like Groundhog Day all over again, like another day in heaven. I guess I'll fly around some more. No, what is going to make it exciting for eternity? Here's what's going to make it exciting for eternity. You're going to be learn more and more about God. throughout. There's, there, even throughout eternity, there's not enough time for you to know all that you can know about our God. He's so big and he's so mighty and he's so amazing. And I want you to know you can start that journey right now, moving towards Christ. That is what our church is all about. So I want you to know, listen, the focus of everything we do is Jesus. Jesus is the focus of Radiant Church. Aaron Burke's not the focus. Our logos are not the focus. The cool videos are not the focus. Jesus is the focus. And I want to make it very clear, as soon as Jesus is no longer the focus, I'm not a part of this thing anymore. We need to be a church that makes Jesus the focus of everything we do. And when we do that, I want you to know the reason that he's the focus is because he was very clear that he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. I don't know what you need today, but I want you to know it is found in Jesus. It is found in that relationship with him. And I'm, I'm challenging you to just take one step closer to him. Every Sunday, you're going to get challenged. Just take one step closer. Do one thing that you weren't doing before, and you're going to be constantly moved towards Christ. This world, and I'll just say it this way, has done a great job over the last six uh, months of pulling our eyes off of everything that's good in Jesus and onto politics and onto drama and onto money and onto finances and onto sickness, and you've got your eyes on all these other things. Can I challenge you as a church for just a second with a smile on my face? Get your eyes back on Jesus. Get it back on him. Get it off the news. Get it back on Jesus. Here's, here's why. Because when you look to him, we'll begin to look like him. I want you to look more like Jesus. Your spouse needs you to look more like Jesus. So get your eyes on him. No wonder so many of us are toxic because we got our eyes on so many things that are toxic. It's good preaching today. So we're going to move towards Christ. Here's the second one. We're going to move towards community. You can't do this thing alone. And that's why the church gathers. That's why we're in this place. That's why we're connected online because we understand that we need each other. Do you all understand how weird this season is? 
Like we're constantly going up. And I get it. I see the necessity of it, especially for those who are, who are vulnerable during this season. But my kids do not understand um, social distancing. Like, do you think, think about this. We're training our children to stay away from everybody. And my kids don't get it. Like every, we were at Disney the other day and it was like they made it a point that everywhere we went, they tried to get right next to the person in front of them, next to them. Like they just get right up next to them. They're all like licking the rails and touching everything. I'm like, there's a global pandemic. Stop getting close to people. But imagine the psychological effects of what we're doing right now. That for generations to come, we've taught people, hey, hey, get away from people. Don't get close. Don't, don't, don't get, get, get away. Get, move back from people. You're, you're too close. What is it? It's a, and I understand the season we're in, it's necessary, but this is not the long-term way that we can live our life, where we can stay disconnected from people. You are created for community. You need it in your life, and you'll never thrive without it. That's why Hebrews tells us this way, that we must consider how we may spur one another on. You can't do this thing alone, and here's why. When you start to do it alone, the enemy starts to play with your mind. That's why I believe that when, when people are left to themselves, they'll always make life about themselves. Why? Because when you get alone, you just go, okay, it's all about me. It's all about my feelings. That's why everybody's offended right now. Why? Because everybody's by themselves. So you get disconnected. That's why there's a lot of people who are sitting in Tampa Bay, and I love you. I love our online location. We'll talk about it in just a few minutes. But there's a lot of people you need to get off online, and you need to get back into church. And I say it in love, and I say it with a smile on my face. You've used it as an excuse to stay disconnected because you know when you're disconnected, you can do all the things you want to do instead of being in real community with people. You need to get around some people. You need to get connected with some people. And, and here's why. Because commitment always lasts longer in community. You ever try to do a diet by yourself? <laughs> it doesn't work. I, I did great on the, the quarantine because I, I, we were working out every day together and, and uh, you know, had some good friends and we we're all keeping each other accountable around a group text. And then I took a six-week sabbatical this summer. So me and the family went away and, and my wife is, you know, she's eight months pregnant, so we're eating good. You know, it's like... <laughs> Life is good, and I just believe that, you know, it's, it's our job together. Like, if she's going to eat, I'm going to eat. We're going to help the baby together. So that six weeks, I'm like, I'm like purposely like not responding to texts from, you know, people that are like, hey, are you eating healthy? I'm like, Did, never got the text. I was in Colorado. You know, I didn't see anything. Why? Because you, there's no commitment when you're not in community. But when you're in community, you have people that will ask you tough questions, that will speak in your life. That's why you're supposed to be part of a group. And we're going to challenge you at Radiant Church. As long as you're here, I want you to know, we're going to constantly challenge you. Get connected in community. Get some people in your life. You will, you will be effective as long as you get some people in your life. We're going to move you towards that. You go, well, that's uncomfortable. Listen, comfort and growth never go hand in hand. You've got to be challenged at times. And part of that challenge, that's why there's somebody that needs to go to next steps you've avoided next steps for years because you can't imagine being in a room with people that might ask you a question I know who you are because you tell me you go it's just weird I don't want to be in a room with other get get uncomfortable for a little bit get in some community it's what God has for your life here's the third one is that we're going to move people towards their calling you have something big that God wants to do in your life listen he left you on this planet for a purpose and as long as there is breath in your lungs there is purpose in your life so I want to remind you, there's something. And you go, well, Aaron, I'm weird. That's why God created you weird. I, I tell people, you're weird on purpose. 
Why? Because God wants to reach all kinds of weird people and we can't do it if you're not involved because you're the weirdness we need to reach the other weird people in the world. So embrace it. Some of y'all are sitting next to some people that you're like, oh, finally I realize God's got a purpose for them now. <laughs> Ephesians says it this way, we are, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do what? To do good, good works. Listen, you're not saved by your good works, but you are saved for some good works. There's something for you to do because he's left you on this planet because there's some kind of greatness that he prepared for you in advance for you to do. So I want you to write it in your notes this way. I am created on purpose and for a purpose. You go, well, I've heard that before. Are you living it then in your life? I'm gonna help move you towards it because there, there's a calling inside of you that the church needs, that God needs to be fulfilled, that your neighbors need, and you are not called at Radiant Church to sit on the sidelines and be a spectator, consumer, Christian. No, we are frontline believers. We are on the front line of what God has, and we will do something with our life to make it count. That is why I want you to get this phrase right here, and if you've believed a lie that's different than this, I want you to get this. Right here, let me clear it up. There is a place for you at Radiant Church to grow in your calling. And if you go, Aaron, Aaron, I, I feel that calling. I don't know where to go. That's why you need to be meeting with your location pastor. You need to be getting connected through next steps. There is a place for you to grow. And if you feel like you're stagnant, I'm gonna charge you right now. We've had six months break, all right? Get back involved, get back on the dream team, get back into your calling. What God has inside of you is too big for it to lay dormant. I'm going to say that again. What God has inside of you is way too big for it to really dormant. Get active in your faith and move towards your calling. So that's the vision. That's the strategy. That's where we're going. Let me tell you a couple of things I'm excited about that's happening in your church. One of them we already talked about today. Katie and I announced it, that our Radiant Online location is officially launching today. So if you're joining us online, we love you guys. We see y'all. We're proud of y'all. We hear stories all over of what God is doing. And people go, well, what does it mean for us to launch an online? location. Here's what it means. Check this out. The church has never been about a building. It's always been about people because people matter to God. And our mission at Radiant Church is to help people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. And our world is constantly changing. So we understand that our message and our vision has to stay the same, but our method, it can change. And that is why we are starting Radiant Church online, an online experience to bring our global church family together no matter where they are watching. My name's Renee and I watch Church Online from Kentucky. My name is Matt and I watch Church uh, from a deployed location. So my name is Sarah and I watch from Tampa, Florida. My oldest son, he attends Radiant Church there and he moved to Florida. I think it's been two years now and that was pretty hard. Uh, on me. Whenever him and his wife found Radiant there, they fell in love with it. And then whenever we came down for a visit, they took us and um, I really liked it. So whenever I came back to Kentucky, this is a way for me to stay close and connected with uh, my son and his wife. So I'm deployed, my wife's in Tampa, and then her godfather's in New York, but we all are able to watch online and kind of go to the same church together without really being the same 
same spot. Being uh, out here deployed, um, I kind of feel like a sense of isolation from um, everyone from back home and stuff. So, Radiant Online has helped me uh, feel more connected to the community and help me grow spiritually. Um, moving to Tampa, actually, a lot of my family is still up north. Um, so, my mom still goes to church every Sunday, but being down here, I just felt kind of lost going by myself. Being a single mom of an 18 month old, um, having Radiant Online really allowed me to actually be able to watch service and go to church. Um, and I feel like if it wasn't for that opportunity to be able to stream live from home, um, whether she's screaming or not, <laughs> I can actually pay attention to the service and it really helped me restart my faith again um, and restart my journey with God. At Radiant Church Online, every single week, you're gonna be able to worship with us, hear God's word. You can be able to take some next steps and figure out your purpose and how you can even serve in the digital church. We also are gonna provide opportunities three times a year for you to be part of Radiant Church Online small groups where you'll be discipled in your faith and grow some deep roots to be all that God's called you to be. This is our church family. We're excited about what God's gonna do in the future and we truly believe the best is yet to come. about what God is doing through our online uh, location. And here's what you're gonna get for those that are online or those that are getting connected with people online. I want you to know this. You're gonna be able to go through some next steps and they're provided every single week after every service online. So you're gonna be able to go through next steps. You're gonna be able to be part of a dream team. We're gonna have a whole virtual dream team for people that, are, uh, that can't go to, to physical locations and that are around America and around the globe. We're gonna have you connected on a dream team to serve. And three times a year, we're gonna have radiant groups just for you guys. I'm really pumped about what God is going to do. So if you got friends and you go, man, I want you part of my church, but you don't live in the Tampa Bay area, make sure they connect with Radiant Church Online. Here's the second thing I'm really pumped about. I just want you to know about it is our Radiant College. Radiant College. Yeah, I knew there's a bunch of them in here. Radiant College is honestly one of the things I'm most excited about with our church. The Bible is very clear where the Bible, uh, Jesus said that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. We need to ask the Lord of the harvest to raise up laborers. And this is our, our strategy for raising up the next generation. Between our full-time daytime students and then our nighttime program for people that work full-time jobs and, and people that can't be there during the day. Between the two, we got about 50 students in Radiant College right now. And I'm believing this is the future. These are the future missionaries, evangelists, business leaders. I'm telling you, God is raising them up. So here's what it is. I realize there's other people right now that are watching and they're going, man, I, I, I need to be part of something like that. You can join us in January and we want you part of Radiant College because I believe it'll be the thing that stretches you to move you the most towards your calling. And here's a third one is, is I'm super pumped about our North Tampa location. I'm really pumped about this. We have been working hard behind the scenes, Pastor Jacob and Lexi on building that team. We've got about a hundred people right now on that team from the North Tampa area. And if you want to be part of that team, you can and text uh, 555-888. You can text North Tampa right to there and they will get you connected. They've got a bunch of meetings and hangouts and events that are happening over the next few weeks. And if you've never been part of a campus launch here at Radiant Church, it's one of the best things we do. We're gonna take more territory for Jesus this next year. And so we had to postpone our launch because of COVID, but I've got exciting things. We, we almost have our location nailed down. We're working the final parts of the deal right now. And so I should be able to announce that in the next couple of weeks, but it'll be right in that Carrollwood area that I'm really excited about. And then I have our official launch date. So you can put it on your calendar 
you can tell your friends that are in Carrollwood and Lutz and Wesley Chapel and, and uh, uh, Lando Lakes, all those areas, they're going to be able to be there for our grand opening, which is on January 24th, 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, can you be part of that thing? It's going to be awesome. So where do we go from here? How do we as a church be all that God's called us to be? How do you be all that God's called you to be? And the reason why I did this Sunday is because I really wanted us to kind of put a show reset button in a world that is totally in turmoil right now. In the last six months, I just want you to get this, We've gone through a global health crisis, a mental health crisis, a financial crisis, a political crisis, and a racial racial crisis in our nation. We are in the midst of some of the most turbulent times in history, and I want you to know that as the church goes through these times, we are not called to like barely survive. We're called to thrive through these times. It's when life is the darkest that throughout history, the church has always shined the brightest. And so this isn't the first time that the church is, maybe in the first time we've had to go through it, but this isn't the first time the church has gone through it. And what I did this last week is I looked throughout scripture and saw some of the most difficult times in the scripture where the church went through major persecution, major struggles, and how did they thrive through it all. In the last few minutes I have with you today, I want to give you a challenge of how we as a church are going to get through this thing greater than we ever were before, how we as a church are going to reach our potential greater than we ever were before, because we're going to do what the church in the very beginning did. And I'm going to show you in Acts chapter 4, in the midst of major persecution, when these believers were gathered together, they were seeing all this amazing life change, just like we saw today, but there was massive turmoil in the world. Here's how they got through it, and I want to show you it. It says all the believers. How many of the believers? Oh, at every location. How many of the believers? All. All the believers were one heart and mind. And no one claimed any of their possessions as their own, but they shared everything that they had. And with great power, the apostles continued to testify the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them. What? And I'm believing that that is going to be a testament of Radiant Church. When this thing is over, when the chaos is over and the world comes and looks at our church, they're going to go, God's grace was evident in all of us. Not because we're something great, but we relied on God's power during this time to see victory in his church. Come on, can you give them better praise than that? So three challenges out of this scripture. How do we as a church thrive through a season of turmoil? Here's the first one. And it says all the believers were in one heart and mind. And it's simply this, is that our unity determines our strength. If we're going to be a a church that's strong, that we're going to be able to do all that God's called us to be, we've got to be united. And we are a church that we are politically diverse. We are um, ethnically diverse. We have uh, age diversity. We have so much diversity in a church, and I celebrate it. All of our locations are different. We celebrate that. But on the major things of Jesus as our king, as the mission of reaching people, we have got to be united as a church. And I keep hearing all these, these pockets of, you know, why well, I'm upset and I'm, I'm discontent and I'm frustrated. Let's come together during this season. This is a season more than ever before that I believe the enemy's greatest, the enemy's greatest uh, desire is destruction. But his strategy is division. I'll say it again. His, strat- his, his desire is destruction. So his strategy is division. So he does the same thing in your marriage. What does he do? He comes in to divide because he knows if he can divide us, he can beat us. But I believe during this season, it is what I'm believing is it's a united church 
that's going to heal a divided world. They're going to see the division that's in our nation. They're going to see the division that's in our city, division in and the racial issues in our nation. No, no, no. But it's the United Church. They're going to look at Radiant Church and go, how in the world can those people from all those backgrounds come together so united? And we're going to be an example to the world around us. Can I get a better amen than that today, church? Because the Bible is very clear. Jesus says, for it is your love for one another. It's not, I don't care if you wear the Christian t-shirt. It's not the words you spoke. I don't care what you posted on Facebook. That's not what's going to prove that you're the disciples. He goes, you're going to be proven to be a disciple for your love for one another. How did you care for each other? How did you get each other's backs? That's why at our church, we don't gossip. We don't talk about people. We talk to them, to their face. It's just a crazy idea. We're going to live in a world where we fight for the unity of our church. I was, uh, my parents used to take us on wild vacations growing up. One of them is we went from our home in Baton Rouge to Colorado on an RV trip. So we drove all the way to our, um, Colorado. And when we got there, we went white water rafting down the Colorado River. Now, I, I, I'm like seven or eight years old. Okay, you're taking a kid, they're, like, they're strapping a helmet on me. They're putting life jackets on us. They're like, hey, there's rocks. If you, if you fall in the water, your head can hit a rock, you can die. There's snakes, like there's rapids. My, I was telling my wife this this morning. She's like, you're, how did y'all not die growing up? Like your parents said the stupidest things with y'all. Like she didn't say stupid. I said stupid, but like it really was. Like we did all these crazy things. So we were going down these rapids. I'll never forget it. Me and his, my older sister, my brother and my parents. And we're sitting on this raft. And as we're going down the Colorado River, there was a, a raft in front of us that as we went to turn, we looked ahead and we saw where the rapids were all crazy. You're supposed to go left. They went straight. And as they went straight, their raft, their raft got caught and flipped upside down. So they're trying to like rescue everybody out of this water. So as we're in this, this thing, our little guide who, if you've ever done these, you realize the guide's like a 16-year-old kid that is on summer break somewhere. And, and, but he knows more about it than we do. He goes, hey, I need everybody. I need everybody. Everybody grab your oars. Get ready. Grab your paddle. And so I'm sitting there like 82 pounds soaking wet, thinking, what am I going to do? And he's like, and I'm going to tell you guys in just a second, because we've got to avoid what they just went through. So the only way to avoid it is we all got to get our paddles. We all got to get in the water and we got to paddle together. I'm sitting there going, do you not see? Like there's, I don't have the strength. And his whole idea was, it's not your, you, it's not you and you, it's all of us together. If we'll do it together, we'll be able to be united and avoid the destruction that other people experience. I'm gonna challenge this as a church. Listen, it's not you, it's not me, it's not one or two of us, it's all of us together getting our paddles in the water saying, you know what, I'm gonna do what God's called me to do. And you go, well, Aaron, I don't know that much. Here's what I believe. Ready? I'd rather have united novices than divided experts. Whew. There's some people in here today. You're waiting for you to get some expert level for you to be. No, 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 no. I'd just rather have a bunch of people that have the same desire and heart and go, I, I don't know what everything I need to do, but I'll put my oar in the water. I'll do what God's called me to do. Here, here's the second one is the Bible says that they did not claim any of their possessions as their own but they shared everything that they had. Here's the second one, write down your notes, is that our generosity determines our impact. So our unity determines our strength and our generosity determines our impact. We're called to make an impact in our city, in our nation, in our globe. They need Jesus, they need what we have. And I have good news for you today. The solution to whatever our city and our region is going through is at Radiant Church. It is. Here's the problem. 
It's in your wallet. <laughs> so we can make a difference. We can do this thing. We can, we can eradicate sex trafficking. We can reach the homeless needs in our community. We can help widows and orphans. We can do it. But it's all going to be done because our church realizes we are blessed people. We have been blessed by God. And through that, it's when we realize that we've been made rich in every way so that we can be generous on every occasion. And I know in a season where there's been so much turmoil, so many people have pulled back in their generosity. Radiant Church, you guys have done the opposite. That's why in the last six months, we've been able to be more generous in the last six months than we ever were the six years before that. Why? Because you guys are radically generous. You realize as God's people, we're blessed people. Do I have any blessed people in the room? Can I hear a good amen? We're blessed. And so what will happen with this generosity? We're gonna be able to be generous so, and your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. It's not that they're gonna to come to the church or they're gonna know who we are. That doesn't matter. It's gonna be the fact that they give God the glory. And this is what we are called to do. So we've got the vision, we've got a plan, and I want you to know, here's what I want you to write down in your notes, that Radiant Church will continue to make an impact at the speed of your generosity. So as you continue to give, I want you to know we're going to be faithful stewards of it. We're going to do everything we can to make sure we're faithful to God, to counting every penny and doing everything the best way we can. But I want you to know as you continue to give above and beyond, we're going to be making a massive impact for the kingdom of God. So here's my challenge, and I, I don't want this to be weird. I know we have a lot of guests with us here today, so don't make this weird. Our church is so incredibly blessed right now. This is not because we need this. But what I'm going to challenge you to do is, is take the next step in your generosity. So maybe you're not giving, start giving. Whatever you can. Maybe you're giving a little bit and you're kind of, you know, oh, I can do $5 a week. Go to $6 a week. Watch what happens when you start honoring God. Listen, everybody goes, the goal is tithing. The goal is not tithing. The goal is obedience. I want to live a life where, where I'm way above the tithe. But, but I know what, there was a time in my life I had to start with just a little bit. Man, in my first job at McDonald's, making five fifteen an hour. 16 years old, making five. Don't tell me about no $15 minimum wage. We had five fifteen an hour. I got that check, that very first check, $92. $92. I remember taking that first 10%, honoring God with it. One of the very first things God ever did with my life is to, is to challenge my heart when it comes to my giving. I'm telling you, I think that's why my life is so blessed. Honor God. And I think that's why our church makes such an impact because you guys are so faithful. Continue to do it. Continue to honor God. Here's the last one. We'll close with this. With great power, the apostles continue to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. So, they're going to testify to the Lord Jesus, which, by the way, we'll never have a Sunday at Radiant Church because he's, Jesus is the focus where we're not going to testify the life-saving, life-giving power of Jesus Christ. It's going to happen every week. But I want you to know it didn't happen. The world wasn't changed because of a couple random disciples. It happened because God's grace was powerfully at work in them all. Here's my last challenge to you today for Vision Sunday is our participation determines our success. And you have a part to play in this thing. You have a part to play in God's global church and what he's doing in the Tampa Bay area. And my challenge right now is that our mission is vitally important. 
It's vitally important. We're going to do this because there's so many people that are hurting. There's so many people that are broken. There's so many people that are lost and away from God, and they need what we have. And that's why we believe that because heaven and hell are realities, we as a church must keep doing anything short of sin to reach people. Why are we do why do we do what we do in the crazy videos and the crazy at the movies, which is coming just in a few months, by the way? Why do we do all this stuff? Why? Because we are on mission together. And you are not called to be a spectator on the sidelines going rah rah rah, I'll wear the t-shirt. No, you're called to be on the front lines of what God is doing in his church. You have a part to play. So here's the question I want you to answer, whether you're first time guest, whether you're watching online, whether you've been here for seven years with me, here's what I want you to ask yourself is what is my part to play in building God's kingdom? You've got a part to play. You go, well, it seems insignificant. No, no, no. You do your part and I do my part. I'm telling you together, we'll change the world. So I need six people. I need them up here quick. Six people from six different departments, okay? Come on up. I think they're gonna come on up because this is, this is back to my rafting story, all right? So I, I, we're going down the Colorado River. We see the boat that had flipped over. And I don't know if you've realized it in the church world, there's been boats that have flipped over and there's been disaster after disaster. What, how are we as Radiant Church gonna be a little bit different? All right, we got six people. So what, what, what department are you? I need to hear. Next generation. Next generation, our youth team. Come on, get up for youth. That's awesome. And then our... Our groups, come on, Radiant Groups. Y'all get up for Radiant Groups. And then who do we got here? What, what, what department? Production team. Come on, they're right behind the cameras. We love them. All right, you can go right here. What, what, what uh, department? Creative. Creative team. I am not on that team. They didn't they denied me. All right, what team are we at here? Host team. That's all of our greeters and ushers and safety and security. Come on, give it up for them. And then where are we at? Children's and kids. Come on, give it up for our kids team. So here's what it was. I'm sitting there going down the Colorado River. There's me and there's my sister, my brother, my dad, my mom, this 16-year-old random kid. And we're sitting on this raft. And as we go, they, they, he would just say this. He said, listen, when I tell you, and you, it's, it's the time, I want you to row. I want you to, want you to go as quick as you can. I'm sitting there going, but sir, I, I, like, I can't do this. I've never, I, you, I got the training from a video for five minutes before we stepped in here. That's how some of y'all feel going through next steps. You're like, I went through and they're just gonna put me on a team? Like, what am I supposed to do? And, and the whole fact is, it's that you're really, it's not even the most important thing that you're the best rower. We don't need the best rowers. We just need united rowers where they can sit in there and they, they can go, okay, we got turbulent times ahead. All of us, it's not just the kids team. It's not just groups. It's not just production. It's all of our teams together. And that when they're in a turbulent time, we're not sitting there throwing our oar off and going, hey, I'm out of this thing. See you guys later. No, no, we put our oars in the water. So put them in the water and then we row. Have you ever done this before? Some of you guys have never rowed before. That's awesome. Good job. And then we row again. And then we row again. And we row again. And here's what I realized. It's not because she's the best and she's highlighted. So many people think because they're on the front line that they're most important. It's not about that. There's some people that are behind the scenes that nobody else sees. But your oar in the water means just as much as the people that everybody else sees. I want you to get that. You bought into this lie that, no, because I'm not celebrated. You're on the boat. You're, you're, the boat is, is going through turbulent times. 
to the greatness that God has, not because of one person, but because this team, when they say go, they row, 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 row. And here's what I realized is when they've got their faith in the fact that, listen, I'm not the captain of this thing. I'm just, I'm, I'm on the boat too. I'm just a random guy on the boat. And I, I might be the best looking one, but I'm on the boat too, okay? Here, here's what I realized. It's, it's, it's the faith that's not in who I am. It's that we've got a captain, we've got a champion that's up in heaven that we know that when we do our part and we believe who he says we are and we embrace what God says is possible through his church, that as we do our part, God does his part. He wants to use you to do something great. Come on, stay in your feet at every location. I want us to put our focus on him. I want you to get some confidence that God has called you that God has anointed you, that God has called you to be part of the team to make a difference for eternity. Come on, let's sing it out together. Let's do it. Come on, we sing. When I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes crashing down. I have the two minutes we have together. First group of people is you're, you're part of the team. You're here. This is your church. And you, maybe maybe you haven't been walking in unity. Maybe you haven't been behind the visioning. Just let the Holy Spirit speak to you right now. Say, God, just solidify the fact that I'm, I'm called to be part of this. Maybe you haven't been faithful in your generosity. Just say yes to God. God, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to be faithful in giving. Maybe you haven't been part of a team and haven't been participating. You've been on the sidelines. God's calling you. It's time to step back up. Just say yes to whatever God is saying to you in this moment. Lord, we submit ourselves to you. Whatever you want to do through our life, there's too many people to reach for us to make this about ourselves. We want to live a life that leaves a legacy for generations to come. Help us to build your church. With every eye closed, every head bowed, there's another group that's here today and you don't have a relationship with God. I love that verse that I shared earlier. God is not willing that any should perish. He's patient with you, wanting you to come to repentance. What does that mean? It means that you make a decision to say, I'm no longer gonna live for myself. I'm gonna give Jesus my life. And when you do that, here's what you do. You receive forgiveness of your sins. You receive a fresh start and you receive a ability to have a relationship with God. 
it can start right now in this moment of repentance where you say, I'm done with my life. I'm gonna give it to God. I'm gonna follow him. And I believe God's brought you guys to our locations today to make this simple yet significant decision to turn your life over to him. If that's you today on the count of three, I want you to make a faith decision in this moment to raise your hand and say, Aaron, that's me. I'm giving my life to Christ today. Today's my day of salvation, October the 4th. 2020, I'm giving my life to Christ. I believe God's gonna change you right here in this moment. Ready? One, two, three. Throw those hands up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So many people. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Huge day at every location. Brandon, Heights, St. Pete, those online, you can put your hand right back down. Let's pray this prayer. Why don't we all pray it together at every location? Say, dear Jesus. Come on, say it loud. Dear Jesus, today I make a decision to give you my life, my past, my present, and my future. For the rest of my life, I'm gonna follow you. Forgive me of my sins. Become my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, can we celebrate life change all over Tampa Bay? Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.